Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode here on Blog Talk Radio. I didn't want to do that, Jack. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the co-founder of TheLeveragist.com and Divisio.com, the all-new affiliate network for people doing good in the world. And we have a fantastic show lined up for you guys today, although due to some technical glitches, he's not quite here yet, but he will be momentarily. So in the meantime, we have my co-host and all-around partner in crime, Jack Humphrey, joining us. Hello, Jack. Howdy. How's it going this Thanksgiving week? I bet it's busy for you, too. (laughs) It really isn't. (laughs) I'm just working away like I normally am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is my first Thanksgiving uh, as a vegan, so it's very, very interesting trying to fit in to this little holiday that's all about everything non-vegan. <laughs> well, it's funny because I read an article the other day about how Thanksgiving tables are divided and how difficult it is for people hosting the dinner to cook for all the different diets at the table. And the lady in the article has one that's vegan, another that's gluten-free, another that's fat-free, and she's like, I'm going to make one dish for each person, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't impose on people at all. I I don't want people to think about it. But uh, it's... It's weird. You still have, I mean, you grow up, you have your whole life doing things a certain way, and then you do them differently, and all of a sudden you're buying something called a tofurkey. And I have no idea what uh, what's in store for me there. Just because I'm trying, you know, you're programmed to do the tradition, right? I could eat anything I want. I could eat what I normally eat on a regular day. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm trying to play along and see how it goes. <laughs> Well, we have a fantastic guest for everyone today, someone that I was had the pleasure of meeting a few weeks ago when I was in Orlando at the Women's Prosperity Network Unconference. His name is Fizz. Jack, did you get the email with the bio for him, or do you need me to read it? I have it, unless you want to read it. You're already on a roll. Be my guest. Okay. We have Fizz, who's a professional singer-songwriter whose music's been on the Billboard charts. He writes songs for speakers, entrepreneurs, and companies. Uh, you can find out more about that at SignatureSongsByFizz, F-I-Z.com. In 2008, Carmen Road High, uh, Common Road 
school in Massapequa, New York. Wow, that's really hard. Good job. Uh, <laughs> awarded Fizz with the Ralph Morrow Achievement Award for his outstanding community service on behalf of the Physically Challenged. Fizz is also the author of Ignite, the Rockstar Within, a book and keynote concert series that educates and empowers children and adults to know their soul, S-O-U-L, purpose, and to follow their hearts. Fizz, welcome to Leverage Masters. Thank you. That was a challenge. I thought I had that down. I had read through it a little bit, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to get through this very elegantly at all. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you did quite well. I I thought you did very well. (laughs) We'll start you off like we do every week with everyone. That's your bio, but what are you really excited about now? What's the thing that's burning in your belly and getting you out of bed in the morning these days? Well, you you know, um, it's what I'm presently doing, which is writing songs for, I just finished up one of my clients writing songs for speakers and entrepreneurs or anyone that has a dream in their heart. Uh, they want to share their message. And, and I'm really passionate about that. Um, I always had a clear vision. Fortunately for me, I've always had a, a, a clear vision of, of what the big dream was and however I thought it would happen in a way where I, I always used music, I visualized I would I would have this ritual I would usually play Beatles albums and I would visualize myself being a rock star and, and um, but it was always connected with helping people around the world and so you know, I got some downloads it's like, hmm, like it's bigger than the Beatles, I'm like, how is that possible the Beatles are the biggest thing in the world and, and now that I'm older I realize why it's bigger because not only do I get to write hit songs and songs for myself as well as other artists, but now I'm writing songs for for entrepreneurs and speakers or anyone that has a message. I take their message and I put that into a song, but also just for people that have a dream. And, and so signature songs, what I do, uh, every one of my clients, it's, it's really in a different situation. And so... The client that I just finished, her name's Jeannie Smedley. From uh, she's from Utah. She flew in here to Florida to to record her vocals, and um, she's she's she was going through some really hard times in her life, and she realized that going on this journey, uh, creating her song with me, it was much more than a song. It was really taking a journey of the heart and really allowing herself to live her heart's desires and her dreams. And and she, you know, I just shared a video uh, testimonial with everybody uh, on Facebook of her sharing that it really literally helped her. She she was contemplating not even being around anymore. I mean, that's how difficult things were for her. And that mm-hmm. this journey helped her kind of get her life back. And so the work that I do, it's it's much, much more than just the music, you know, uh, you could say I'm a light worker, you know, and uh, I'm here to. That's 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 the big why, and so I'm li- I'm literally living the big why. But as for other projects, um, I wrote a rock opera musical um, that I have some interest in, and so that's that's a really big focus that I'm focused on is bringing this rock opera musical uh, to the world through the movies, through through uh, film, and so that's a big project I'm working on, and um, also working on joining forces with some pretty successful people in the entrepreneur world uh, for an organization that I started way back called Notes for Life. And so uh, something that Gina knows all about, 
uh, and teaches, and she's got her whole um, the uh, Direction University is about leveraging. And so I'm really coming into that place of that mindset of joining forces, you know, with others, other entrepreneurs, other like-minded people, and um, helping to leverage one another's talents and gifts to to reach more people and to help more people. That was a awesome. long answer, you know, <laughs> That was perfect. That was exactly the answer that was required. It was, it was more than, than awesome. So, Thank But you. it does bring up an awful lot more questions. I mean, I'm a musician. I don't know if you my, – my director in high school said that, you know, all the musicians and the drummers, he would always say that because uh, I'm a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know – so anyway, but I, you know, I understand entrepreneurialism. I understand copywriting and writing stories and story brands. And I also understand a little bit about music. And I'm really curious as you're talking, you know, you kind of, you're used to this. You're, you're the fish swimming in the water. It's not a big deal to you anymore. Uh, but shit, writing songs and all, also kind of writing songs on demand. Like somebody calls you up and says, I want to be your client. And I have this idea or I don't have any idea at all, how how do you do that? It's almost like copywriting in a sense. I mean, it, but translated yeah. into music to get a message across and in the most succinct way possible because you're, you're fairly limited to almost a Twitter-level amount of writing to get a point across and you fill the rest in with notes and emotion through the music. That seems like maybe it could be a high-pressure job at times. You know, it would technically be a high-pressure job. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that was a great question, by the way. So I've done, I've been writing music for over 40 years. I just turned 50 years old this year, and I have to say that there's there's many uh, answers to that question. One is that um, I, I'm I'm a very disciplined songwriter. So, and at the same time, I'm a very unconventional songwriter. So I grew up. You know, something I joke around. I wrote a book called Ignite the Rockstar Within, and I, I joke around in that book and I say, when I used to eat around the dinner table with my family, and they would make the sign of the cross, you know, before we would say a prayer before dinner, uh, while they were all making the sign of the cross, I was saying, in the name of the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, and the Rolling Stones, Amen. You know, rock and roll is my religion, and I would joke <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, it, but in many ways, it really is, and it's so so deep. You know, music is so spiritual on so many levels, and and the Beatles really did open up the spiritual portals. Um, on so many levels, too. That's a whole other conversation I won't drift off right now. But to answer this specific question, um, you know, I learned I learned uh, to, from the greats, just like they learned, right? I learned how to write. So I was always working right from the start. Like, we had an organ in the house when, when I was a kid. And I, right from the start, you know, we had those, I don't know if you, you ever had an organ or anything, but back in the 60s and the 70s, oh, yeah. it was constant. It was common to have organs in the house, and so we had this organ book. It was fairly simple to follow, right? And play House of the Rising Sun, and you're playing the chords with the notes on the on the you know left hand. And but I would 
right from the start, I was going off into my own world. Right from the start, I was creating. So I always intuitively had that, and I and I like to teach that too. Too, even though later on in life, I learned. I studied. I went to college and I studied classical music, uh, just like my fellow musician Gina. There, I studied actually classical guitar. And so I learned uh, the theory, the, the that end of it, you know. And so I was always working on different techniques with songwriting, incorporating different things. I never really experienced writer's block. If there ever was any kind of hint of that, I would give myself writing exercises like, okay, pick a word and write around that word. So, so the physical answer to that is I've always been working it. Right, I've always been working my song craft in the physical. Now, to answer it on a deeper level, the work that I do for my clients is very deep work. It's physically and spiritually. And so, you know, usually people that come to me for a song, they have a message or um, they understand the power of music on, on a deep level. And so, or they realize when they take that journey with me. And so... Um, their message to me, it's it, we we write the song together. I say I don't write your song for you. I write it with you. So it's a, it's a journey. It's a process. And not I don't always. I mean, most of the time I get it right right from the start. There has been a couple of scenarios where I've written a song and it was like, okay, I'm going to give you another song, another version, you know, another thing. And so it is uh, it is challenging that way where it's. There's a lot of time involved. Uh, sometimes there's more time than others. It's it's hard to put a time stamp on it, you know. I mean, I usually mm-hmm. finish a song within. I usually will finish a client song within a month, two months time frame. But the amount of time that goes into a song really varies. It depends on the person. So it's a, it's a very good question. Sometimes, um, I I think just my level of confidence, I, and my level of belief helps helps me with that. You know, you know, I can't shake the I can't shake the thought that uh that you have so much in common with being a shaman. Because that's exactly you're kind of bridging the spirit world of music. Uh yeah. and and people who have at least they feel like they don't have the ability to do it themselves and they need someone to bridge that gap for them. And that's exactly how a shaman works to bring healing back from a spirit realm to the, the, the physical world to help someone. I mean, you're doing what a great analogy. Kind of what a great analogy. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that was a really nice share. Yeah. And uh, I'd also say even, even if they can do the song on their own, I mean, some of the Beatles greatest songs were done when they wrote, wrote the song together you know, A Day in a Life mm-hmm. is is pretty much like the Beatles' masterpiece, that song, A Day in a Life. And that was a collaboration. So, you know, you've heard the Bruce Springsteen song, Two Hearts Are Better Than One, and, and sometimes that's true. And even if it's a, a, someone's personal soul journey, um, having, you know, two hearts come together or two or more hearts come together will really even yeah. um, complement it if the support is, is sincere. And, and I'm a... I'm a I'm a harpreneur, you know, just like the two of you are or harpreneurs. So the intention is good, and and it has to be. You have to be coming from that place of having, um, you know, the client's best interests. 
And so I go beyond, far, far beyond, you know, uh, everything my clients will say is it's, it's much more than they ever could have anticipated or expected. Yeah. Well, I sometimes watch uh, musicians and I'm in, I'm so in awe of what they're doing and I've become aware in the last decade or so of things, inspiration and uh, music and um, just any kind of creative endeavor where I am fully aware that I am not doing this by myself and I don't know what's going on exactly. Mm-hmm. But And typically, I don't know what's going on while I'm channeling whatever this energy is until I look right. back on it and go, that was not just me. And exactly. you just described, like, how, how that can do, work when there's two hearts at play, but also just some of the stuff that you see artists in, in general doing, I've gotten good at scoping that out and going, oh, they're in that spot. They're in that place. They're, there's something going right through the back of their head or something from yeah. another place because no human being, I feel like I may be dramatizing a little bit, but maybe you can help me understand what I, I'm I, trying to say. I think we're say. completely in tune, to be honest. I know exactly what you're saying, and I'm totally in tune and agreement, stand in agreement with you. With yeah. that, it is, just, it is of a higher, you know, if you're doing it right, it is it is of a higher force, you know. And and uh, Lamont Dozier, I'm sure you know that name. You know, he's pretty much one of the most successful songwriters of all time. And I had heard him speak, mm. and he said he doesn't take credit for any of the songs he's written, any of them. Yeah. I can you imagine, I, and I can imagine why he says that, you know, because it is kind of wild. I mean, I, I love talking about this topic because we have so many, everybody who listens to the show is, has their own business, is interested in doing more, uh, using, of course, leverage at any step that they possibly can to do uh, more business, do better business, reach more people with their products and services and things. So so why are we talking to a musician? Uh, it just makes sense to me. And when Gina said you were going to be on, I'm like, totally wanted to do a show like this for a long time. Didn't know it was going to be with you, but to bridge between music and uh, what we do when we're trying to just get a message out there. And then the fact that you actually work with people who are, you know, you don't just write music for just anybody, you specifically write for uh, entrepreneurs. I mean, not just entrepreneurs, but that's pretty yeah. cool. Like, yeah. you manifested this this show today. <laughs> how many <laughs> people you. like you are out there? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know of a few of them, but... I know of one distinct difference between me and the few that I know of, and one of the major distinct differences besides, uh, and I want to be mindful that I don't come across, um, I want to make sure, <laughs> but there are different, as, as far yeah. as I'm, I'm concerned, there are different levels of musicianship and songwriting, and, and, and at the same time, it could be tricky because it could be, you know, uh, perspective. But um, some of those people I know didn't dedicate their lives to songwriting. It's something that they've taken on maybe later on or whatever. But um, that's one of the differences. But I think the biggest difference is that uh, those people, from what I am, I'm aware of, they write the song for the client, and I don't write the song for the client. I write the song with the client, and I hold the client's hand, and we go on a journey together. And it's a very sacred journey, and it's a... It's a sacred process, and so I say we write your song together, and and 
you know, everyone's got a message. So who reaches more people than rock stars? So I'm I'm hmm. blown away to be honest that that more more entrepreneurs don't use music more than they should. They should be using it more. I mean, the universe was created with with the sound. Uh, the angels play instruments for a reason. God has his team playing instruments for a reason because you can reach more people and not only that, not only sonically reach more people, but it really bridges the gap between the mind and the heart. I mean, it's 10,000 times more powerful than the, you can spend $10,000 on the best copywriter you can find and it's not going to be as powerful as an amazing song that's going to connect to people's hearts and touch them deeply. That melody it will you know, your song is going to touch people on levels that it'll never leave their heart if it's done properly and if it's done right. You know, those, uh, what it brings to mind, and a lot of people are really split on this, uh, specifically on this topic, which is Alan Watts, and you know his recordings are all over YouTube, right? And then somebody will take a snippet of his stuff and put music to it. And it's almost 50-50, people in the comments will be like, will you please take the meaningful music out of this? Alan Watts is awesome the way he is. But I and the other 50% really enjoy, they also do this with motivational stuff. A guy will stand in front of a college crowd at commencement or something and give a powerful, powerful motivational speech. And then it was all just to a commencement crowd to know music. But then somebody will put it on YouTube with a backing track of, of music that goes right along and very inspirational, very, and it, if you hear one recording flat with no music and you hear another one with the music in the back, if they've picked the right tone, the right, you know, feel, it is exactly what you just described. It's, it just gives it a, a level of 4D, 5D or something. It brings just more and more uh, feeling and emotion and everything else out that you would never get from the spoken word alone in those particular cases. And I know there are more, but what is the science behind that? Like, I'm sure you've thought about this all your life, but like, that is really powerful. That is incredibly powerful stuff. When you just put the right music to the message, it just brings out so much more richness and it's much more powerful for marketing, I would imagine as well. Yeah, I I want to say that um, again. You 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 ask these really good questions, and and they can have multiple answers. Um, Pick one. So <laughs> so you know, like somebody you mentioned that didn't like didn't want the music to his message, and I would say that probably the majority does like the music to like is you know putting the music to somebody's yeah. voice, right? But but however, at the same time, I want to say. Perhaps if, you know, he created, this guy created music with the, the musician specifically for that message, then then maybe this person that's hearing it on a different, because everybody hears on different levels, would, would connect with it yeah. more. And, and, then, and then that's what I do um, with that, where it's more personal. And so then the other thing I want to say is this. Um, uh, I, I'm sure you sound quite knowledgeable, so I'm sure you know all about the sofficio, uh, you know, frequencies and the healing frequencies, and uh, this yeah. is quite this is quite known in the uh, you know sound healing and all. It's all legitimate. It's all real. Uh, a friend of mine that I've used uh, playing drums on on some of my music when I was living in L.A. His name's Cristo Paleni. Uh, he played for Air Supply. He was Air, Air Supply's drummer, actually. He's like the Da Vinci 
of this, of sound healing. He's just a genius, and I've gone to his house, and he had this room that was like, I swear, it would be like if Da Vinci just focused only on sound healing. <laughs> he had a room. It really would look like this guy's Crystal Plenty's room, where, I mean, he had wow. it down to every part of the person's body. He had the you know, like if you go into an operation room and you have the, the, the bed there, he had every bull and everything and every frequency for every part of the body. And, like, he's he's mastered on that level, and that's definitely legit, powerful stuff. However, at the same time, I want to say, because there's, there's some beliefs, and this could be true, there's some people that believe, like, 440 frequency was purposely done, done to kind of dumb people down a little bit, kind of add like the standard 4-4, like marching beat. You know, there's some people that believe this like is like done to kind of bring people down or whatever. And, and there could be some truth to it. Like I'm always open to different points of views, but, but my answer and response is this. Your your perception overrides everything. Your perception, your intention, and your perceptions, and and you you know that that really overrides many of the laws of the universe. And so for me, because I when I was listening to the Beatles, that was like healing for me. I grew up in a very ter- turbulent household, you know, and there was a lot going on and it, heavy stuff. Mm. And so music for me was an escape and. Uh, I, when I put on those Beatles albums, I would have visualized being a rock star, but it was always connected with healing the world and helping the world. I was so emotionally connected to that. It, it embodied my whole being that I literally created that. And then years later, uh, the news found out about me and they put me on a segment of the news making a difference. You know, Channel 12 News did a whole segment on me with my work with the Physically Challenged and, you know, I was awarded. So all of that really stemmed from what I was taken from the music. So a lot of it has to do with your perception, your, you know, what you, you know. There's some people that believe that death metal or that's bad or this or that, but I know from performing for children of many different um, illnesses and situations, some of them actually connected with that type of music, just to, you know, to, depending on the severity of their uh, what they were working with. So, you know, there, I want to say there's rules, and at the same same time there's no rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say it, and it's all vibration, right? The kids that were responding to something you yeah. wouldn't think they would respond to, like you right. said, there's a vibrational match at that moment. There's a there's a need for a slot to be filled, and right. that's filling the slot, and it's really subjective, uh, and it's dependent on the people, the the person. I was thinking about when you were talking about how how you can hit the reset switch for people, how you can do pattern interruptions with music, meaning that it's just the great unifier. It's all of the, the things that everybody says about music, the, the universal language, all of these things. But I've, I've noticed in, in trying to get a message across and trying to get people to think deeply uh, and get away from wherever they just were, it was on Facebook or some you know, um, empty calorie, noisy environment that has them in the mood to move really fast and not sit and soak up anything. You have to pattern interrupt those people if you're ever going to get your message across, if it has more than 30 seconds to, (laughs) you know, be described or explained in copy or whatever. 
And I've always been fascinated by how people use music to do that stuff. Because it seems to just, it's, it's like everybody's got a beast in them, and music tames that beast. And if it's the right music, like you, there's a lot of qualifications, I know. There's a lot of things. It has to be the right music. It has to be all of that. But in general, it is amazing how everybody seems to have a little beast raging in them. And if you're a marketer, if you're an entrepreneur, and you're trying to get people to slow down from this crazy digital world that we live in now, in real world, I would think probably one of my favorite tools that I would reach for right away would be music. What I mean, what else could do it faster than that? I know you've probably seen some really awesome displays of the power of music with the work that you do with kids and in marketing and everywhere else. What what kind of stories must you have to tell about this stuff? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's so deep and profound. And like I said, just like my newest client that just left, and I'm watching this testimonial of what she's saying, that literally she was – she. You know, she was really in a dark place where she didn't want to live anymore. And 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 taking this journey, this she thought it was just about the song at first, and then she realized it was a journey of the heart. And so music um, and the work that I do for the children, I've done for the children. It's uh, you know the thing is that they have to be. It's mutual, right? It's it's uh, it, it the healer. No, the healer isn't really healing. It's the person receiving. The healing, it, 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 two souls working together, and so there has to be that mm-hmm. collaboration. There has to be that receiving, the giving and the receiving are one and the same. And so, um, wow, I very I, shamanic again. It's it's I, I've been blessed beyond words. I mean, I have to tell you, I've had some tremendous challenges. Uh, what people would consider huge challenges in the in the physical realm, you know, losing you know place to live and all of these things. Um, but truly living um, your life purpose and knowing the the differences you you make for people and it overrides uh, the, the greatest challenges. And so uh, I've always had this huge vision. And thank God, you know, the music and and uh, I mean. I, I can leave today and be like, man, I mean, I've made a difference, you know. I mean, everybody makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, that's, I do want to say that. I mean, everybody makes a difference, and that's important for people to understand. You know, you don't – I think may, maybe a lot of people don't realize they do, but well, we all do. But um, when you're intentionally doing it and you're really aware, I mean, that's really important, you know. Right. A lot of people leave this world not knowing the impact that they had, thinking they had none. Or very little, because yeah. they weren't really intentionally <laughs> aware of it. And so hopefully if there are other lives to be lived, they'll get to the point where they can do, like you, consciously create things in the world for the express, express purpose of of that. So that, I mean, it, what, how lucky are we to know about that now while we're alive instead of on our deathbeds going, I wonder if anybody even cared that I was alive or, or you know, that might be a little overdramatic, but still, how much no, of an impact can I make? No, it's not overdramatic. It's not overdramatic, and it's the most important thing, isn't it? I mean, everyone has something to share, and um, even if they're not aware, but they do, and, you know, like my client was saying, and just in this testimonial, you know, and and she and she was able to, to step into that, and that's what I do. 
amongst just writing, like the physical thing I do is like writing the song with the person, but on a deeper level, it's it's really doing, I'm doing hard work and doing, and like you said, it is similar to a shaman. It's fun. No one, no one's ever given that analogy. It's actually interesting because one of the songs I wrote, I wrote for a shaman who was hesitant to step into his role as, as a shaman. And he's a, his name is Daniel Gutierrez. You can look him up. And he's a speaker that gets paid quite a lot to go speaking. He's a successful professional speaker. And he was in a place in his life where he really wanted to step more into this role of a, his spiritual side, the shaman side. Uh, you know, he would show up to these um, companies with his suit and tie. But you could tell, you know, I, I could tell energetically that he was, his soul was wanting to share more of this shaman side. And so he, we wrote his song together called The Magic of Life. You know, and I was talking to him and he was saying, the blah, blah, everything is at the finger, the edge of your fingertips. That's the magical life, and I said, "That's your song. It's the magical life." And we took that journey together, and his song literally helped him step into that role as a shaman. So now he goes, walks on stages, uh, talking to Mercedes Benz, you know, corporate events for Mercedes Benz, and he's got his little shaman hat, and is you know he's playing his song, "The Magic of Life," and he's talking about meditation, and he's t- totally stepped into who he is. So his song literally helped him, but. Step into who he is more, literally his purpose more. Yeah. And and I, I don't care who you are. I mean, you can be Tony Robbins. I mean, there's always another level. Music will can always take you to that higher level. You know. I mean, yeah. John John Lennon was the biggest rock star in the world with the Beatles, and then he wrote Imagine, and it took it to a whole other level. Now. You either you either understand that song on the deepest levels, or you know there's people. Not everybody, as you know, everyone receives things differently. There's some people that take things too literally. Like believe it or not, Bono doesn't like the song Imagine. He thinks no, no, no. We gotta physically do, and and it's kind of weird in a way because he's done a lot of work. But <laughs> what I want to say to him that he doesn't understand is. What John Lennon did with that one song, he could never, Bono could never do in, in, in physical things in a lifetime. You know, um, you're talking exactly. about planting seeds, you know. And so it depends, you know, what level you, you're operating on, too, and what level you, yeah. you know, have an open heart. What I encourage people is you want to work with me, you want to get the best benefits, is have an open heart and open mind and be playful. Yeah. And just yeah. open. The word open is is probably the word of the day. <laughs> yeah. Be open, and 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 uh, and and a crowbar to open someone's heart is usually music, right? It's yeah. Like, what else would you What else would you pick? I'm terribly biased, but I know I'm talking to an also biased person about music, and so it's cool that we're so biased. But we also have a lot of practical, uh, empirical evidence to to back up our claims about what, how powerful music is. And really then maybe we could go a little bit further and just say one step above or to the side or whatever is what we're talking about is energy and harnessing an energy uh, frequency um, and arranging that in such ways as to accomplish a goal. And the goal might just be a feeling, an emotion, a, a and so for, as I, was, I always do, I can't help it, I go back to marketing. And I go back to, you know, people living in a noisy world and needing to reach them. And, and it could very easily be said, because this is what you do with kids, too, to reach them, 
you have to reach through some sort of a barrier, some sort of noise, some sort of blockage, some sort of interference with their ability to, you know, necessarily interact in the world that the, the way that makes them feel good and be, you know, better at being human and all that stuff, feeling confident and happy and joyous and all those things. I mean, that's a hell of a – if you didn't know about music, if music didn't exist, how in the world would we solve problems like that with any of the other tools left at our disposal? I can't think of one. Except <laughs> hugging. That's great. But so yesterday I was talking to a client and we were talking about funnels. And the funny thing about funnels in marketing, everybody's uh, always talking about what's your funnel like? What's your funnel process? And then we've got great big companies like ClickFunnels and, you know, and everybody's in there making funnels. And they're almost religiously putting all of the onus upon the way that you take people on a mechanical journey through a light pitch to a heavier pitch to a heavier pitch. And, the guy I was talking to yesterday is is kind of my guru, <laughs> and he understands energy really well. I know you and energy really well. And I was like, you know what? You could take Brendan Burchard's best performing funnel and give it. To, he could give that away, or he could sell it and people could buy it and go, I've got Brendan Burchard's best performing funnel. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a success. I'm going to be able to reach the people I need to reach into their hearts and and get what I need. And you can install that funnel, put your picture on it, tweak the copy a little bit, but keep the funnel exactly the same and completely fail, completely yeah. fail. Because the the energy is what nobody talks about. It's almost like a complimentary product to something like ClickFunnels would be, now when you get this mechanical thing done, I will help you put the energy into this thing that makes it work for Bouchard and not for you. And the energy is... is kind of the way that you just come across. You use music to help that coming acrossness and bridge that gap for people and to make people feel, period, feel. And a, a, a static process for taking people through a sales process of upsells and side sales and down sales and things doesn't accomplish that by itself. And what a lot of people don't understand is the guy you're watching on the screen or listening to, the music that goes with it, all of that is an energy that people really glom onto. And by the time they get to the end of the funnel, they only have a language for saying that was a really great funnel. That was really great copy. They don't know that the reason that it actually got to the end of that funnel is the energy that was in it. Can you speak to that a little bit as it pertains to music or how, or anything well, else in your experience? I just was, when you were, when you were just sharing that, I was just thinking of movies, you know, I was just thinking of what yeah. would Rocky be? What would Rocky be without? Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, what would that yeah. jogging, what, what would that running scene be without that that music? <laughs> you know, what would the Wizard of Oz? I was thinking about that song when he says "Let's go," and then the, the the training montage is getting started. Da, 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 da. I got chills. I mean, you can go all the way back. I haven't thought about that for. 20 years, maybe. <laughs> and you bring it up and you and you say, you do two notes and it instantly, as if it happened an hour ago, awakened back up in my body the same feeling I had when I watched it all those years ago. That's freaking powerful. <laughs> good, good, good to bring that up. Holy crap. Yeah, well, you know what? I love Sylvester Stallone and uh, he's a, he's some... Um, 
I want to say he's more intelligent than people might realize. I mean, I don't know if you know his full story, but he was really uh, at the depths. You know, he was pretty much homeless, had to sell his dog, and you know, you know, he wrote Rocky, right? I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was like just that story alone. And, and that movie, he he understood all of these things, you know, the power of the story. Uh, that character that he created is so beautiful. That underdog, that humble, it's, man, I just, it's one of my favorite movies. And the, and, the, and obviously he understood the power of, of music, of sound. Because that, yeah, that soundtrack is by far one of the greatest. I mean, just that alone, just that, that's it. You know, it's like, boom, man. It's just like one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, so, yeah, just like you said, music music is life, you know, and people do get too caught up in the mechanical of things. And I want to say even it's more than you were talking about it from the energetic. It's it's much more powerful than, than I want to say people can ever comprehend. <clears throat> That's why I say be very playful, be very open. I like to play in many different dimensions and realms. This rock opera musical I, I wrote is designed to do many different things. I mean, if you're somebody that's not open to spirituality, you can watch it just from a place of pure entertainment and you would you would love it. You know, I mean, it's like... Jesus Christ Superstar meets Tommy meets The Wizard of Oz. I mean, it's very entertaining. The story is the story is great. The music is beautiful. But on a deeper level, I work on very interesting levels where I have a whole other a bunch of other intentions that I'm you know intending to do with this. So removing dogma, opening up people's hearts and minds, humanity, uniting humanity through the arts. And I do this through these different uh, modalities, these different things that I do with music, whether it's my rock opera musical or writing songs with entrepreneurs. And, and, and I stand back and I look at that and go, oh, my gosh, like, ignite the rock star within. And it's like, wow, it's like everyone is a rock star. Everyone's, that is that is the new thing. That is the realization. Everyone's the chosen one. Everyone has a message. Everyone is unique. Everyone is a unique expression of the divine that has never been expressed. And so what a and and even let's say you're not even a business person, what what value does your tombstone do for the world when you die? What would your song do for the world and the universe when you die? Your song, your personal song, your message is going to be ringing through the universe forever and ever for all eternity. You know, and so just from that aspect of it you know, I would love to encourage people, whether it's your signature song, you know, which I got that idea when I was, you know, I put all my cards into, all my eggs into this, the Fizz CD. My goal was, I was at that point in my career, was like, okay, I've got to I've got to invest everything and just put out an amazing CD and then I'll get my manager and I'll get the team. And, and so I did that and it's got hit songs on it and I didn't get the manager, I didn't get the team. And I'm from New York, so at that time I was looking at California and I was like, you know, okay, so what's the next move now? And I was looking at the entrepreneurs in California and the speakers, and I was like, you know, they're kind of like the new rock stars in a way. So I moved to California from New York, and I started studying all these entrepreneurs. There's a lot of those type of events in California. And one of them, mm-hmm. one of these guys, he, he was like, you need your signature speech. And I go, wow. 
they should have their signature song. So when they're walking on stage, they've got their song. And then they can use their song everywhere. You use it on your website. You use it when you're doing videos. You have your song without the mute, without the words where it's just the music. And you have it playing really, really low subconsciously. So your melody is getting embedded in people's hearts and minds. You know what I mean? There's so many different things you can do with it. And so can uh, I create a signature songs from that? And, and here we are now. <laughs> and that's really powerful. I mean, you're kind of, uh, you've done, you're doing your own stuff in the world, uh, but you're also helping people do really powerful things for themselves, to follow them around and, and to follow them uh, well after they're gone. Um, that's kind of, that's almost musically godlike <laughs> to be able I, I to do that for you. people. I got to tell you, it really is in many ways more rewarding when I write songs with my clients, their song, than than my own. Um, And I had recently also wrote a song for the founder of Make-A-Wish. His name is Frank Shankwitz, and he's been out there in the speaking circuit, and I came across him. And they're coming out with a movie about him called Wishman. So I actually wrote his song Mm -hmm. on the piano, because I play piano and guitar mostly. Um, And uh, he's just blown away. I mean, it's just like, you know, totally captured this whole essence of who he is and what he's done for the children and the world. I mean, can't even... So with that, i got to tell you, that happens to be one of my favorite songs, his song, Wishman. I just love it. And um, There had to be a little tiny, tiny bit of pressure there, right? I mean, did you know when you were going through the process... I got to tell you, there really, there really usually is no pressure because, you know, it's it's tuning into the divine and knowing, um, and like I said, you're not putting the like, pressure on yourself. Not at all. I mean, just working with God and whatever that is for you, by the way, and anybody listening, I'm really sensitive to um, people's different beliefs. Um, you know, I've always been really sensitive to that subject. However, you know, then so obviously humanity is waking up, and some people don't like that word God. It's kind of sounds dogmatic. I like, I still like to use it because I'm not attached to it from a way of maybe people think of the old man in the sky. But um, mm-hmm. however, I, I I do like to work with uh, many different. Um, I'm open to working with God, the angels. Um, and just allowing everything and anything, you know, why not? This is what I'd like to say to, I'd like to say this to atheists sometimes. It's like, first of all, you cannot prove there is no God. So let's just talk logically for a second. You cannot prove there is no God as, however you think God is, um, a higher power. I do believe there is, there is a higher power, but I don't believe we're separate from it. Um, so why wouldn't you want to at least play with that energy? You know, and, you know, be open to working with that, you know, energy. Why not? Why would you block yourself off from magical things happening in your life and working with higher, possible higher energy? You know, that, that's what I'd like to say to anyone that's listening that's an atheist. Why why would you do that? You don't know for sure. Well, you, I, you, could, I could tell you <laughs> because I, I, you know, I had an experience growing up that, had nothing to do with any sort of God or higher power or energy, but it was called religion. And that is why 99, I'm convinced 99% of people are closed off 
And that's what it is. Word of the day is open, yes. and this is what the, everybody's closed off, not because of the – they never had a chance to get close to the actual energy because there was always a toll keeper in between them and that energy, and it was the guy at the pulpit. And, there, and I think religion was, means well at its root and its core, but it really screwed the pooch on this one, really. Humanity has a huge debt – uh, to pay there because there are a lot of people running around who would be right on your frequency right now today if they had not been beaten over the head all those years with the dogmatic and the religion and the, the, all of that stuff. So uh, what's really cool about that is, again, you have to have some sort of attachment to music here for your discovery about playing with that energy what I hear you saying and you can correct me if I'm wrong is you're playing with that energy with notes on the keyboard and uh, on the fretboard I mean is that the energy and the and the, what's coming from oh, it's the more than that. and the it's ideas more than that. Are... it's more than that and so it's like this I want to say as you were saying sharing is so simple right how can you love if you never hate how can you give if you never take Right? So how would you know if you hmm. never know? So we are one and the same with the Creator. There's no separation from the Creator and the creation. And so we are, everything has happened as um, we have planned, as the Creator has planned um, for the sheer um, experience of it. And so knowing knowing the knowing, there's no denouncing of religion or anything else that's ever happened. It's a part of the journey, and of course, as you know, some of those difficult things that have, have happened in your life that were so-called bad things were the greatest things that ever happened to you. And so I want to say to anybody that's listening that's had a bad taste in their mouth about religion is to 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 em- embrace what I'm sharing with that um, and don't let that close you off because, uh, you know, I, I only give my energy to people. There's people I know and some, some people close to me, actually, that are uh, they, you know, they're completely close up to religion altogether, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, I also want to say this. It's like God will respond to you as you approach God. will only give you bounce back to you what you're, you know, how you're coming. And so I, I won't go too deep with people that I know they're not going to be really too open to, to sharing that. But um, it's like they they think that all of the religions complete hogwash. It was just meant to control people and that's it and blah, blah, blah. And I want to say, uh, no. <laughs> what if that's not the case? Well, what if, what no, if, what if, right. You're right. And yeah, people will bastardize anything. Like people just can't keep their hands off stuff. Like you yeah. know, it, in its purest form, all religions are very, very beautiful things. They talk about incredibly beautiful, wonderful, the ultimate stuff that humans could talk about, right? And and it's really only then the institution, you know, the stuff that down the road where somebody's like, oh, now it's my job to tell people what's in this Bible and all of these things, and and you know. People just get jaded, and they get, you know, we're not very careful with our children when they're born, and we, and we, as a, as you know, a species, we will just say, "You're Presbyterian. What the hell is a Presbyterian? You, you are this, and this is what we, and this is, right. and you don't even have a chance when you come into this world to make any choices of your own, and you've just come from the source, 
I've always said that we need to turn the chairs around in the classrooms and point them at the kids and listen to the kids. They should be teaching exactly. us in school, and that's happening. not the other way that's around. Happening. I believe that's happening. I really do. And uh, I believe you're right. And the Toltec call that the parasite, exactly like you're saying. You know, people are, are saying, you're this religion, you're that. And then there's the separation. And so from that, from what you're sharing, I'm in, I stand in complete agreement with you. I just wanted to kind of put out there, though, that everything has happened as the part of the divine plan. And I know that's difficult for people to wrap around when they're just kind of witnessing some horrible things, you know, uh, that happen to people, murders or this and that, and they're just kind of receiving it in the physical. And that's where it gets tricky. If you're just going to operate and yeah. make ju- judgments and, you know, perceptions and, uh, you know, assessments on things in the physical, you're not getting the whole thing. And so, um, but yeah, it's happening, and there's no, there's, there's no stopping it. Humanity is waking up. Um, there's some people that would argue with me, I suppose. You know, I'm an optimist, but um, as far as I can see, it's, it's happening. It's, it's happening quite quickly. And so, uh, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a great, great time. It's a big job. You know, going back to the tool of music, and if you didn't have music as a tool to open people up and to make connections and bridge gaps and things. What would be the next big tool that you could use? There are some, but I think music is so powerful because it needs to be. Because Imagine was written how many years ago? And right. all of the other anthems, all of the anthems, all of the really big stuff that people get up and they cry. They hold hands in, across America and they, you know, it moves people to do incredibly big stuff. And yet, and yet, the world is what it is today. And there are good things and bad things. But if you were to take it to, you know, maybe an absurd conclusion, you'd think after John Lennon, after the Beatles, after everybody else who's, you know, put this unimaginable art into the world that makes people feel at their deepest levels, there shouldn't be any problems left. But I think probably <laughs> the, more, the more accurate thing is to say it was created for a big job, to do the biggest job that there yeah. is to do. And it's not going to be easy. And I think a lot of people might look, lose heart and go, well, of course, if music was so powerful, we would have fixed everything by now. I don't think that's entirely fair. Music has kept something else from happening that would be much worse than where we are now. I'm totally convinced of that. Of course. And, and not uh, only and, that, but they were planting seeds, like John Lennon was singing in, in the song Mind Games, we're planting seeds, we're pushing the barriers. So what I want to say is, People have yet to even see the seeds that the Beatles planted and John Lennon planted. They, they've yet to see the, the, the really the full fruit of their labor. Yeah, what if they were planting redwoods? Those things take uh, 1,500 years to reach maturity. That's right. So it exactly. depends on the kind of plant you were planting with that seed. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is, uh, this is so awesome. I really, this is when I start to regret that we don't have a two-hour show uh, is when we have guests <laughs> like you on. Thank you. Um, but but we ought to get down to a little bit of business. If you have, not, I haven't heard Gina at all in this. <laughs> is Gina is still there? <laughs> I never let Gina, Gina talk. I'm too excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we didn't talk she about what a great such great questions. Why should I interrupt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love the fact that you played classical guitar for Segovia. For one, thank you. That's huge, you know. I mean, and for all of you listeners that don't know Segovia, Segovia was really considered one of the the grandfathers and greatest uh, classical guitar players of all time. 
And uh, there's a story of uh, Salvador Dali going to see Segovia play, and and like in the middle of the piece, <laughs> he stood up because this is one of my classical guitar teacher told me it was the solo because he was there, and he told me Dali just stood up and said. He's just like saying, Maestro, Maestro. <laughs> he, was going, he was just so overwhelmed by the genius of uh, Segovia that he couldn't, he couldn't uh, hold himself, he couldn't hold it in, and was like a screaming fan. But you know, as you know, uh, it's quite different when you're putting on a classical <laughs> show than a, a rock and roll concert. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. is. <laughs> but it's so cool that you've. Uh, I'd love to hear you share some things about music. Well, we only have a few minutes left. And at number one, I want to make sure we get the right link out for our listeners for how they can find you. Okay. Well, uh, my my main website for me and my original music is fizzforever.com. That's F as in Frank, I, Z as in Zebra, the number four, and then the word ever.com. That's me as the artist. And then what I'm doing with entrepreneurs and speakers and anybody that's listening that has a message or anyone, let's say, just uh, whatever. I mean, I write soulmate songs, too, if you're getting married or you're having an anniversary. How powerful. That's another thing that I'm always amazed that there are more people using their own wedding song about their own story. And and that's something um, I, I would also like to get off the ground more, too. I, I'm amazed that more people don't do that. Um, but, because um, that, I mean, that, to me, that's much more powerful. I am, too, if you're now. Dan- yeah. If you're dancing to your I think, I, I think I've thought about song. six or seven things I want to have a song for now. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, like can I be your exclusive client for a few months? Because i got a lot Please. to work on, apparently. I have a sure. lot of things I want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And, yeah, and I say, there's so many things you can have a song for. Your own your own sacred mantra song, too. You know, your song to help you elevate your, you know, what you're here to do is to expand your soul, you know, to, to expand and grow and, and share yourself with, with others. So, yeah, and then so there's a signature songs by fizz.com. Uh, you know, uh, signature songs and by Fizz, and it's Fizz with one Z dot com. And there's motivationalrockstar.com when I go and I speak for, um, you know, at corporate events or for performing for the children, all these other things I do. And uh, I also write with uh, a partner of mine. Her name's Carrie LeBlanc. She's amazing. And we do these heart song workshops for children, writing songs with children. And, uh, so, yeah, it's quite a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, we didn't get I mean, to hear more love. about that and the yeah. work you do with the children because that really is amazing work. We definitely have to have Fizz back on the show, Jack. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, yeah, I, I, I thank you for the time, but we're going to require at least another hour. I'm sorry, Uh <laughs> Just look at the fine print in your contract. If Jack and Gina say you have to do it, you have to do it. So just oh. come back and we'll have some more fun. <laughs> My pleasure. I, I, you, Jack, you were great. I mean, these questions were, I wish more people were as knowledgeable in that respect. <laughs> they really uh, let people know the, 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 the spectrum of what's really going on with the music. Those questions were very, very good questions, very effective. 
Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think some people might be wondering why uh, they're tuning in to a so-called business show and hearing what they heard, especially if they came into the middle. But I think the biggest leverage on the planet is understanding human nature when it comes to business and getting a message out, getting people's attention and keeping it for the length of time it's required to make that, you know, relationship happen or whatever. There's no better leverage than understanding human nature and approaching it from this angle from this angle with music, I think is a perfect way that we haven't yet approached it. And we finally got that in the can today. I'm so glad it was you that helped us do that. Thank you. What a blessing for me. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I will get back in touch with you in the very near future to get us scheduled for our part two. Jack and I will be back next week. Same time, same place. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Take care, everybody. Wish you peace, love, music. Tune in next for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.